and welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. I am Stephen Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Are you excited, Steve? Oh, I'm super excited. I Absolutely. I mean, I've never done a deep dive like this, you know, so I'm a lot of these cartoons and even some of the comics. It's like I've never even seen them before. So I'm pretty excited to see just how mad they get because they look pretty insane. Oh, they do. I I, I, um, I even gotten my kids into it a little bit. Oh, have you? (laughs) That uh, the droids and Ewoks on the bus there, they've just taken it over. Oh, yeah. Well, today we're discussing the Ewok scenes from the film Return of the Jedi, which opened in theaters on May 25th, 1983. As the Empire continues to expand their hold on the galaxy, they set up a base on the forest moon of Endor. The Ewoks, who inhabit the moon, aren't happy with the intrusion and are untrusting of outsiders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. However, Wicket, the well-known Wicket, makes friends with Leia Organa, one of the leaders of the Rebellion. Then, mistaking C-3PO for their god, the Ewoks agree to work with the Rebels to destroy the shield generator located on Endor and drive the Empire off their moon for good. Exciting times. I have to say, it was funny to watch Return of the Jedi only paying attention to the Ewok scenes. You know, like, <sighs> when I <laughs> when I sat down to watch this, I was, like, taking notes, and I was like, okay watch this movie as if it's just from the Ewoks perspective. And it does kind of change things a little bit. It, it really does. It's you know, madness. I actually did, uh, we'll touch on it later that I found I, I, there was a, a line in the movie that I had never heard Yeah, because the, the, the Ewok scenes aren't necessarily super important to the right. plot of the right. movie, right? Yeah. They're kind of just the side quest that, you know, well, I mean, I guess they intertwine pretty, uh, yeah, but pretty, the little, like the small interactions and stuff, if you're just yes. watching the movie, like you're missing some of the little like interplay between the characters and stuff. And it's yep. not throwaway stuff. That's the thing. Like they, they it's took, not. they yeah. took care to actually like kind of flesh out the Ewoks in the movie, which I was a little surprised at. Uh, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to take us through cast and crew? Yeah, let's go through. It's uh, the movie was directed by Richard Marquand, uh, also directed Eye of the Needle and Jagged Edge. And uh, the writers of it were Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Uh, he also was a part of uh, The Empire Strikes Back and Indiana Jones, okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. So uh, very well known. And uh, some guy named George Lucas. I've heard know, of him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Directed uh, something, uh, Star Wars and uh, T. THX one one three eight. You know what? Um, I've never seen THX one one three eight. Have you? Yeah, I have. I, I used to own it on Blu-ray. Of all okay, it, it's like a. I, is it a utopian or? It's like a well, utopian is good. Utopian, dystopian is bad. <laughs> but it's like the both. It's like both. It's okay. Like, you know what the ideal future is like. But okay. It's like not. Has its downsides. Exactly and there's like a million versions of that too, right? I mean, there's like a director's cut and like he goes back and oh, messes yeah. with it a little bit. Is it yeah. worth watching? Should I watch it? Are Ewoks in it? It's weird. It, okay. it is. Um, there's no Ewoks. Okay. <laughs> no, this. I think it was something, if I remember, I haven't talked about this movie in years, but I think it was something that he made when he was in college. Oh. Uh, around that time or just after college or just, it, he had help from... Uh, um, some other prominent um, producer, um, if I, you would recognize the name okay. if I told you. Um, but uh, I guess he said that, hey, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's let's make it a movie. And then it became a thing. And, uh, okay. Yeah, and I think it's Robert Duvall is in it. I think. Oh really? I think he's oh. the protagonist. But uh, good movie. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's move on with the rest of the cast. Uh, we got Wicket, which is Warwick Davis, and, and something that I did not know, Wicket was not voiced by Warwick right? Davis. Yeah, yeah. Voiced by Adil Crooms. Okay. And when I looked her up, that was her only credit. Can you that's imagine? Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting the way that happens. The voice of Wicket, and then that's all you do. You're like, eh, yeah. I'm just going to hang up my... Yeah, uh, and I, I think it's a different voice in the Ewok movies as well. And a different oh, yeah, voice definitely. in the series. So, yeah, Wicked. Yeah. A lot of, lot of people play Wicked, apparently. Yeah. Who else we got? <laughs> we got Ula, uh, another another uh, Ewok, played by uh, Femi Taylor. Tebow, Jack Purvis, Low Gray, uh, which is a pretty prominent name. Uh, yeah. Mike, that was done by Mike Edwards. Uh, Chief Chirpa, another prominent character by Jane Busby. Nikki, Nicholas Reed, Leia Organa, uh, obviously, Carrie Fisher yes. and C-3PO was Anthony Daniels. Okay. Uh, great, great characters. All right. So let's do it. So we're going to take you through uh, the point by point of the Ewok scene. So let's get into it. Return of the Jedi and the jittery little things. <laughs> so we start and Wicket is just walking alone in the forest and boom, he runs into a human lady and he pokes her with a stick. <laughs> so like right away, he's he's interested, but clearly doesn't trust her. You know, like yeah. he's still, but he, he comes with a lot of moxie. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem to be intimidated by this like full grown, full size woman. He's like... <laughs> Yeah. You're in, you're in my planet they, now, lady. They really like make the scene intense. Yeah, they do. Like, with the foot. <laughs> they do. You only see the feet and you're like, what is it? Yeah. And you just see the spear. And yeah. then she turns around. What is she like? Hey, cut it out or something. And then you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we did a we did some polls on Twitter and Facebook, and the the thing that got the most responses when I asked for people's favorite uh, favorite Ewok moments was this initial scene where he's all like grumpy and surly, and then Leia pulls out the food, and Wicked comes and sits down, and he's like, "All right, we could be friends." That was like yeah. our listeners' favorite moment was that, and it is good. It's fun the way he kind of just sidles up to her, like he he's giving her the stink eye, you know, and then he sees the food, and yeah. he's like, "Okay, all right, that's uh, that's all it takes." <laughs> works i mean it worked on my four-year-old yep. she was like hey daddy look a rice cake yeah <laughs> i was like hey, it's a rice cake isn't it look, that's what it looks like so oh, anyway man. uh leon wicket are sharing a snack and then shooting starts and he's gone he's just like mm -mm, we shared food yeah. but i'm not gonna stick around and uh, help you with this but he he does eventually distract the trooper and leia takes him out yeah so he takes her back to his village I don't know what the intention was here, if there were supposed to be any, like, menace from the Ewoks. I don't think so. I think we're just supposed to trust them right away, you know? Yeah, I think so. All right. So, over in the village, we have Tebow and Paplu and the rest of the tribe. Uh, they discover two men and a big, golden, metallic person that they are, like, instantly drawn to. Yeah. And and that's funny. I mean, that's just chanting. a good... Yeah. And that's a good, like bit of comedy that c-3po is suddenly like the linchpin to this because there's there's a lot of mileage about how ineffective c-3po is so it's kind of fun that he's the one you know oh well the whole i mean the whole aspect of uh the, the fact that c-3po and r2d2 are yeah. going to the planet with them like, right really like there's like trees <laughs> yeah, fallen trees and shrubs like and so it's like okay well they probably wrote c-3po in, and they were like well we have to have R2 yeah he's got to have too, something. you know like he's got to be you know so, but uh, yeah, I mean, great point. <laughs> as soon like, as he and as soon as he starts speaking their language, they are very impressed and start worshiping him like instantly. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, the gold one can speak our language. He is now our god. And as one of the men sort of makes a move towards C three PO, the Ewoks attack, and that's uh, that's the end of the scene. We got a screen wipe here, and we're back at the village, and everybody's tied up. 
Everybody's yeah. tied up. And this this begs the question, like, were they planning on eating them? I mean, I guess they were. <laughs> Is that just a thing they do? They just eat creatures they find? That was one of the things that I remember watching and thought that they were just going to be a sacrifice. And right. watching this time, they were like, oh, you're going to be the main course at yeah, tonight's Lo feast or Lo something. Logre like, basically Whoa. says it outright that they're going to have a yeah. big banquet to celebrate, you know, their new golden god. And these people are going to be the food. So that's a... Uh... That's a, yeah. that's a pretty harsh turn there. Well, for me, it was the fact that they were clothed still, yeah. you know? That, yes. Like, I, I thought they were just going to burn them, like, yeah. you know, to sacrifice. No, to, but they're to, on a spit. Uh, they're on a spit. They're not, like, yeah. tight. You know what I mean? Like, they're trying to lock in all those juices. They, they want the flavor seal. <laughs> so, I mean, no. Chewbacca, I mean, he must I be, you know. He's I don't think they're going to. on the outside. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, and, and speaking of this now, Leia appears, and she's in a full outfit. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, this this was another Twitter comment. Sally Manders on Twitter says that she is obsessed with the way that they do Leia's hair. And it is pretty impressive. I mean, they're on, nice. they're yeah. on point with the style. <laughs> but knowing that they're like burning and eating people, it makes you kind of wonder where they got the human sized dress. <laughs> for Leia to wear, right? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I think I like, thought about that once and I was like, ah, look around I, the I debris pile and see if anybody, yeah. <laughs> you know, see if any of our dinners left a dress that this lady can wear. Maybe it was a stormtrooper wife or something. I don't know. They, they yeah. stole it from the barracks or something. I don't know. Yep. You know? <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, no, that's a very period looking dress. So Leia basically talks to C-3PO and gets him to ask Logre to release the others and Logre's not going to do it. And mm -hmm. so Luke tells C-3PO, hey, tell these people that, uh, you know, you're going to do magic if you don't if you don't let us go. And so he does. And the Ewoks ignore it, which I don't it's a little confusing. Like if they think yeah. that he's their God, why they're so like, no, we're not going to do what you say. I think they were so adamant about them being the sacrifice. Right. And, and I think that's a good that's a good thing to, to sit and talk about for a second, because at what point did they think that they were not all together? Right. Like, as a group. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, that, like what was C-3PO saying that he's like, yeah, like they're sort of my friend. You know how awkward he is. Maybe he just didn't describe <laughs> it right. Like, we're and he was work like, oh, yeah, friends. We're not they, they were, like, tagging friends, along. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we're work friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's okay if we sacrifice them then, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's go ahead. No. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> right. You know, like. <laughs> so from the Ewoks' perspective. C-3PO just starts flying around in his chair. And of course, we know it's Luke making this happen. Uh, and that freaks him out. I mean, that freaks them the mm -hmm. heck out right away. And Logre's like, let them loose, let them loose. And Wuda and the others get to it. Uh, mm -hmm. Keeping track of what Ewok was which was sort of a job in its own right. I had like a little chart with pictures. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that headdress, that one's Wuta, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it takes some doing. Elsewhere, we have Wicket meeting R2-D2, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to see those two hanging out together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then C-3PO basically recounts everything that's happened up to this point. So he basically narrates the stories of Star Wars up to this yeah. point to the rest of the Ewoks. And Logre declares them part of the tribe. So yeah. I guess they can be reasonable. That's a quick well, turnaround from food. And, uh to uh, part of the tribe, but, you know. And an elder, right? So this this is something that I, I watched, I re rewound a bunch of times. Rewind, do you do that with DVDs? I don't think you um, do, no, but I know what you nah, mean. Yeah, yeah, I skipped back. <laughs> um, but it, it almost seems like he consults an elder. Yeah. Like, hey, this is what we want to do. And I was like, oh. And, and well, I, it, might be, it might be an elder woman, too. I watched it a bunch of times, and I thought, is this an old woman? Well, and so I thought that that was... 
if it's Chief Chirpa, Chief Chirpa is played by a woman. But I've never really, like, I wasn't quite sure what the dynamic ah. was. Because you have Logre, who sort of seems like he's in charge, but then you also have mm -hmm. the Chief. So I don't know. Let's say Logre's the that, Ewok Prime Minister. That must be How about it, that? because Chief, Chief Chirpa <laughs> is... Chief Chirpa is played by Jane Busby. Yeah. And that's why I was like, Wait, that seems really like a, a like an elderly woman or a female voice. Yeah. And I did it a couple of times and I was like, I I mean, it's hard to tell, but uh, I thought that, that was really cool. And now I, I think I just realized that, yeah, you're correct. That, you know, that's the female voice. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Of Chief Chirpa. Interesting. Chief Chirpa. So, yeah. So C-3PO tells them the story and they're riveted as we all mm -hmm. are by the, the first two Star Wars movies. And so they agree to take them to the shield generator. <laughs> So, uh, cut to the shield generator. Wicket is telling the others uh, that there's another entrance around the, the bridge. So they're kind of at the door and they're having some trouble here. And Wicket's like, hey, in his wickety voice, he's like, hey, there's something around the ridge. Come on over here. So Paplu uh, is like, well, we need a distraction. I'm assuming, I'm guessing, because I don't speak Ewok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he steals the speeder and just kind of like goes through a joyride. And the stormtroopers chase him so the others can get access. Pretty clever. Pretty yeah. clever, pretty bold, and, and explained it, 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 when I watched it. I was like, "He's totally, he's totally telling C three PO." No, 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 no. This is what we're yeah. gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I got. I've it. Totally done this before. I man. got. You, you just watch this. No, you know, like That's... hold my beer. I got this. You but know? have they done it before? I kind of wondered that. Like, have like I couldn't really. I didn't really get a vibe that the the stormtroopers of the Empire was like, "Oh, it's these idiots again." You know, it kind of seemed like maybe that hadn't been happening up to this point. What do you think? Do you think they've had tussles with the stormtroopers prior to this? First contact. It could be. Maybe, maybe with, uh, maybe with those scouts in general, but I mean, I gotta imagine they have to have known that the, you know, you know, the stormtroopers said, uh, you know, Hey, look, get him. You know, yeah. like it wasn't just like a, what is that? You know, yeah, just, they weren't you know, they like, Oh, it's a woodland him. creature. You're right. He kind of yeah. saw him, saw him as probably get that strange looking bear, like woodland creature. That's really tiny, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think he knew what he was doing because when he got on that thing, he kind of looked around for a second and immediately pressed the lever on the handle. It was mm -hmm. like the first thing he didn't, he didn't like touch any of this, you know, tons of switches on yeah. the console. Yeah, he went right for that leather lever. So I feel like, I feel like it was like, okay, everything's on, right? Yeah, yeah. I <sighs> and think then right. went off, you know. So who knows? I, you know. Yeah. So Wicked, Wicked, and the droids are sort of standing watch, and so some new troops arrive, yeah. and Wicked runs away. And I think you you sort of get the impression that he's like fleeing, but in fact he comes back with a whole clan. And here's oh, yeah. where I feel like the timeline gets a little wonky because clearly Luke's story is very like linear, but either the Ewoks had been prepping this war for like weeks and weeks, like tying things in trees and getting everything ready or, <laughs> they or they may have, or yeah. some time has passed because we've got bows and arrows. We've got spears. Uh, they're swinging on ropes. They're taking people out. They're dropping rocks yeah. from a glider. I forgot about the glider. I love that. Me too. I forgot they're like, about that too. You know, yeah. like buzzing through the trees, <laughs> just dropping rocks on heads. It's so funny. They trip the Walker. Uh, they're attacking with they the logs. Yeah, yep, the that logs together, catapults. Yeah. Uh, Wicket takes a shot right to the face. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It gets rough and tumble. Uh, and then we <laughs> then we get to the most traumatic part of this. And yeah. that was that was another one that came up on Twitter. Dust versus Tweak and some others uh, mentioned that this part where two of the Ewoks tumble down and only one of them walks away was like a major childhood trauma. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah, after watching it again, I was just like, 
man, that, that scene, I do, I do remember now it cutting me to the core every oh, yeah. time I watch it. I'm kind of like, man, that's, that's like in that little, you don't even know who they are. Right. Right. And you've probably had 25 minutes maybe yeah, yeah. of screen time Not much. walks in a yeah. movie that's two, two, you know, two plus hours. And you feel more sadness at that scene. <laughs> well, it's so real. Or... That's the thing. It's like yeah, there's no words is. or anything, but it's, you yeah. know, it's Nanta and Ramba are the two Ewoks in this scene. Yeah. And they sort of, they take a tumble and it seems like they're going to be okay. And it lingers. That's the thing. It's not like a quick cut. The camera yeah. lingers on on Ramba, like getting up and like shaking Nanta. And it, I mean, it holds on there and it's, it's rough. It's real. Yeah, rough. There, there's that. I think it's what's interesting about it is it's the expectation from Ramba, you know, when they go over, he's like, yeah, OK, come on, come on, let's go. Yeah. And he doesn't and he doesn't come. Right. Mm -hmm. Like and so you're like, oh, man, <laughs> you know, these two, I mean, they're, they're they've got to be best buddies at this yep. point because, you know, they probably have had, you know, tumbles before and they've both been fine so yep. it was that expectation that yeah you know ah, that was nothing let's yeah you yeah know. so i mean the, the mayhem just continues it's a longer scene mm -hmm. than i remembered this whole end or tussle is uh, it goes on for quite a while and of course you know if you're if you're watching the whole movie and the whole saga we're intercutting with with luke and vader up on the the death star and like all mm -hmm. these other things happening at the once battle. but yeah. han and the others yeah, are the, charged the with getting open yeah the shield generator has to go down so lando and nine numb up there in the uh, in the Millennium Falcon can take out the Death Star. And it mm -hmm. is a little lame that we're doing the same thing. I know that's been well documented, but I've always found it yeah. irritating that it's like the same thing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So uh, it's it's getting crazy. I mean, it's pure mayhem. Like there's just explosions and rocks and sticks going everywhere. Uh, and then we see Wicket, uh, Wicket's little brother, Whittle Warwick. Did you know about this character? No, I didn't. It actually... It it actually is like he's credited as Whittle Whittle Warwick and is supposed to be Wicket's little brother. That's it, yeah, I think so, I know everything about yeah. Star Wars, and that was something that I did not well, know. There you go, you learned something yeah. new. Whittle Warwick and Wonka take over an ATST walker with Chewbacca, and you know, just uh, again wreak havoc on on the landscape here. Mm -hmm. um, a walker is tripped with logs. Pretty pretty intense when two logs come together and just smash yeah. one like a pinata. That's pretty fun. <laughs> that was a messy one. Yeah, yeah. So sure. they they be able to blast through the doors. The shield generator goes down. The mm -hmm. Ewoks in Solando and Nine Number are able to do their thing. Big explosion. The Ewoks see the explosion from the ground and freak out. And we have like a massive Ewok rave. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's a it's a thumper this party and in the special edition when that came out and they yeah. changed the the music around oh, really and then they added those extra scenes in uh, yeah. along with it you yeah know, toppling the emperor statue right you like get that. shot of naboo and stuff naboo, i yeah. so i have on dvd like the original like completely uncut versions mm -hmm. but we were on vacation when we watched this so we were just watching the disney plus version and right. i don't really like the extra stuff but I mean, we I don't, we don't have to get into that, but I feel like especially... Yeah, I'd rather not. I agree. <laughs> but I think just especially at this scene, to extend the celebration that much and show all these different, like, establishing shots of other locations, to me, kind of dampens the excitement of the moment. So I didn't particularly like it, but... Well, it also is very unrealistic. It's right? true. Um, yeah. You know, like, the, the, you know, the government is still in control... Right, of uh, course. ...of those areas, and they, you know, they probably order the stormtroopers around, so it's like, yeah. 
you know, it, it just wouldn't be realistic. Yeah, I, I, I think. And I, I, when they added that, I was just like, what is going on? Yeah, I know. Like, was that yeah. course hunt? Like <laughs> was that, that was definitely Naboo. Like what is happening? You know? Yeah. So, I forgot. And then it was a little jarring when it happened, but yeah. when we cut back to the Ewoks and they're using stormtrooper mm. helmets as drums, uh, oh man, Nikki does a cartwheel wicked and R2 were like dancing together. It's a very exciting moment. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's the, that's the big uh, triumphant end. Yeah. I don't know how early on the plans for coming up with like the Ewok adventures, because it's pretty quick, mm-hmm. you know, this comes out in 83 and caravan of courage is 84. So, you know, right away they must've been like, Oh, we got to bottle this, you know? Oh Yeah. So pretty and, quick, you know, I can only imagine what that was like for kids. Yeah. Right. You know, I think one of the issues I have with the prequels is that they seem too childish at times when they should be more serious. Yeah. And well, they're, they're childish, but intercut with like really dense political conversations. And so it's yes. kind of a weird vibe. And I will say like my son who's seven, you know, he's watched all of them. And mm-hmm. when this one, when return of the Jedi starts and you have Luke and Jabba's palace and you have all the subterfuge and everything, he was a little kind of like, yeah. oh, what's going on. But I'm telling you what, as soon as the Ewoks showed up, he was like 100% in. So, oh yeah, you know, I know that people rag on the Ewoks, but I do think it was a good move because. Oh yeah, absolutely. And well, I think it what an easy marketing. I mean, yeah. you know, they could have, they could have just made them, you know, humanoids. Yeah. Right. And made them yeah. indigenous, you know, uh, native people to, to um, Endor. Instead yeah. they made them cute little bear people well i think what you said in our in our mini pilot episode is that it's the juxtaposition you know like they're yes. different from what you see they're very much not technological mm-hmm. but they're given like they're they're part of the mission you know because you hear that thing all the time where it's like what the ewoks yes. defeated the empire and like no the mission no. that they use the ewoks for is a very very like low level thing they just need to break mm-hmm. the door that's it you know, like that's yeah. pretty much the extent of it. And so like break it with a rock, you know what I mean? And, break and so it with it, a rock. Exactly, and so yeah. it makes sense <laughs> that the Ewoks like are really influential in there and they clearly haven't had safeguards against well, what if someone throws a rock at our face? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think it works really well and it doesn't feel like an afterthought to me, you know, like yeah. I, I think it's a cool moment. And they also, now that we're, we're really analyzing the whole Ewok yes, part, of course. The, the celebration at the end, they have no idea what they're celebrating. Right? Yeah. All they know is the Empire on their planet. They don't know well, that they're, you know, ever, I mean, whatever C-3PO, t- I mean, they kind of, they got that story, but like, they are celebrating in place of like, everyone else I you know it's like they're hosting the party that right. they just <laughs> got to you know <laughs> well so, i guess i kind of like again w- watching it analytically just from like the ewoks perspective i feel like for them it's about you know having these intruders and interlopers like on their moon you know what i mean for, i think yeah. they're celebrating like finally yeah. like these idiots are going to leave us alone so we can just go and yub our nubs you know yeah. uh so <laughs> Does that sound dirty? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But but honestly, I think that's it. I think from their perspective, Mm -hmm. it's just like, finally, like these idiots in the white costumes are going to leave us alone. And I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. So, uh, Oh, I was going to say, speaking of the white costumes, did you notice how how many non-white costumes there were too, where they had you know they may send three squads to go mm. you know flush them out in the, yeah. in the woods and they, they come out and there's like three stormtroopers 
three guys in gray outfits, three mm-hmm. guys in black outfits for each squad. And I thought that was really interesting because to bring the video games in, each of those characters are in the video games and right. they have special abilities. And you're like, oh man, I would never have, I would never make that a squad. It would be like one of those guys and then the rest stormtroopers. Yeah. You know? So it was really interesting how like they really tried to grow all the, the different characters in, you know, in the empire. That you know that was another that was another Twitter comment we had. Uh, Borchman ninety three on Twitter said that the Ewoks are playable characters in one of the Battlefront games. Did oh, you know they that? Are. Oh man! Oh really? Oh yeah! I have I have absolutely clapped some people's cheeks before <laughs> with the I Ewok, it. and it is. It, there was one time I think I did I, I clipped it at one point. I went on like an eleven kill streak. <laughs> Just, just as an crying, laughing. I couldn't even. Oh, yeah. When I finally died, I was just laughing yeah, so worth hard. It. it was just funny. Totally worth but it. They're, they're overpowered and uh, so much fun. All right. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I mean, that's that's nothing uh, that's nothing new here. But uh, Return of the Jedi has always been my favorite of the trilogy, and it was uh, it was fun to revisit it again in this way. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, Nick, what was your Ichawawa moment? <laughs> I love that. Um. You know, I, I just had, I was gleeful, like watching the Ewok scenes was just gleeful to me. Uh, I do have a lot of fondness for that initial scene between just Leia and uh, Leia and Wicket. But Mm -hmm. I I think I got to give it to the gliders and dropping the rocks because again, they just, it's just out of nowhere. And you just have like this strafe from an Ewok on a glider being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) tossing rocks down uh and i just uh, i loved it and i'd forgotten that like a lot of the other things you know like the, the logs smashing and like the tripping and everything i remembered i completely forgot about the uh the little gliders and that really cracked me up so i'm gonna i gotta give it to that what about you the ewoks don't do anything in between right, right. it's either gliding yeah with little rocks uh-huh or like smashing <laughs> right, with, right. With, like yeah. they don't do anything yeah. in between no, they you go know to extremes. Like, Absolutely. They just go to extremes. It's yeah, mm-hmm. like oh no, no, yeah, little rocks don't work. So let's just bang the crap out of it. Yeah. So, uh, for me, my Chihuahua moment was, I, I had caught this this time, and I had never heard it before when they just become part of the tribe. And Han Solo goes, "Short help is better than no help." <laughs> and I thought, I was like, I, I, I had to rewind it and go, "Wait a minute, what did he say?" Because I had, for some reason, I had gloss over like, oh, okay, they're part of the tribe, blah, blah, blah. You know, you hear like music and they're kind of talking and he says it under his breath. I mean, this is like, maybe this is the beginning of Han Solo's grump career. That almost feels like an ad lib because it's such a Harrison Ford kind of thing to say. I know, it totally is. Yeah. Well, short help's better than no help. You know, it's just, it's so him. And so that was my Ichiwa. Like, I was like, what? And then I have to bring up the... The, the age old and 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 I I looked this up and, okay. and people who are listening to this podcast look this up yourself because it sent me down a rabbit hole of just <laughs> un, I could not I find I... the answer. So when C three PO first says something in Ewokish, uh-huh. two two of the Ewoks look at each other. And you, I think, the one says this guy's wise and the other one says long and short <laughs> and i ha- i looked it up on the internet and it, the reason why i couldn't find a definite answer is because everyone thinks it's something else it's like one of those oh. lines said that seems to be in english and other people are like oh no no, no it's in a different language right and I oh like you actually it. you think one of them actually says this guy's wise I, I think he says this guy's wise and the other one says long and short huh. and 
and so you know other other people were like no 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 they're saying this in a different language and i'm like no no he's definitely speaking it, huh. their voices are it, it's it's almost like it's like a dubbed line okay. that's sped up oh you know, well that would make like sense a little yeah little um what are they called those easter egg type yeah. thing because uh-huh. he's like you know it's like has this like really weird voice yeah it doesn't fit the the scene huh. like the sound is not like it's present at that well, uh, thing so this is yeah. uh this is this is perfect for a twitter or facebook comment so if you are oh, familiar yeah. with this part and you have a theory about what the ewoks are saying when c-3po first interacts with them let us know on facebook or twitter yeah, right after he says his line, and boom, they they these okay. two guys interact with each other. It's a right mystery. After that, all right, yeah, Steve, uh, how many yub nubs out of five do you rate the Ewoks adventure here in Return of the Jedi? I, I mean, I haven't delved too deep yet into the Ewoks, so yeah. it's, it's hard. I don't want to start out with a five, but yeah, I'd say four point five with a okay. with an extra spearhead. Okay, in there, you know, right. so. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I don't. It's it's hard to say how it's going to rate to all the others. I'm going to give it a four yub nubs. I don't really have a complaint other than it would have been nice, I think, to have a, a few more scenes, even brief, to just to sort of flesh out like what the Ewok stake in all of this is. Just right. just a little kind of a, a as something's going on, we get kind of a pullback scene and we get a little something about there just to give them a little bit more characterization. Yeah, uh, I think you could have fit that in, and I think that that would have yeah. like helped. A little bit but we'll get plenty of characterization over the course of the two television movies and uh, the animated series speaking of the animated series Mm -hmm. uh, we've been running a giveaway over on our social media Uh, we have some uh, original cells from the ewok animated series that we were giving away for people who retweeted or or subscribed to the podcast or commented or liked certain posts Technically, as we're recording right now, it's too early to pull a name. So let's pretend like we did, and then I'll just edit it in later. Okay, Steve, are you ready? Okay. So wait. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm going to <laughs> tell. I'm going to tell you what it is, and you have okay. to act really surprised and happy for the person. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. So yeah, I just uh, I pulled the winner, and and the winner was Samson on Twitter at suggestions a. Oh my gosh. I know. They're congratulations. Gonna be, they're going to be so congratulations. congratulations to Samson. You deserved it, buddy. <laughs> It <laughs> right. has to be a blooper. Now. All right, all right. Uh, 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 so, well, that's that's it for this Endorian Life this week. But you can join us in two weeks as we discuss the 1984 television movie Caravan of Courage. Yeah, all right. See you next time. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts.